With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. This week, our guest is former Olympian James Magnuson. Did you have to work through that shit? How long did that take to work through like all of that? So for me, so so the the fallout for London and then the stuff that came after London. So straight straight off the back of London was Still Knox Gate, and that the was Still Knox like, Six. Boom. Still the still knock six. So the four by one hundred meter final relay was after your your individual event. No, four by one relay is the first event of the meet. Oh, it's first. Yeah, yeah. So when is that all that still knock stuff like broken? About, uh, oh, broken. Like uh, when's so, it comes so, out? So the Olympics are in about August. The still knock stuff comes out in about January. So it takes a few months for that to leak out. Okay. Oh, yeah. it comes so out like quite a lot. Quite a while after. So. The Still Knox incident actually occurs probably three, maybe four weeks before the Olympics. Oh, really? Before oh, they the made Olympics. out like it was the night before. So we go to a training camp in Manchester and they basically say, you can go to the pool, to the hotel and back to the pool. And that is your life for the next three, four weeks leading into the Olympics. And you're not allowed out to, you know go shopping or do like anything social like this is our training camp it's real serious and it's a bit of a wig out it's like i'm trying to be this normal person not thinking about the fact i've got the biggest race of my life coming up but you're just like anyway a couple of the older boys sit down a couple of us younger boys and go oh listen this is the go in starting back in like the sydney olympics or something like this the boys on the swim team particularly the men's four by 100 freestyle relay have bonded by having a night on the still knocks. And I'm like, what on earth is still knocks? Never heard of this in my life. They're like, mate, you take a couple of still knocks, you stay awake and things get weird. <laughs> and I'm like, and, this and is how it's done, mate. Yeah. And, and the, the reason being that it's still knocks is no hangover, no effect on training, play on the next day, go to training, swim. Nobody knows any different. This is only my second year on the team. And I'm like, oh, the older guys are accepting me in here. Like, they've asked me to come and do still knocks with them. Like, it's such a, it's such a funny, like, this is like, <laughs> they've asked me to come and do still knocks. So I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Like, I'm one of the boys. Even though I was like the poster boy of the whole team, you still, it's just part of being a young guy, right? You're yeah. always searching for acceptance mm. and trying to belong. And I'm like, oh, this is my moment. Like, mm. I belong in the team now because the older boys have asked me yeah. to come and take still knocks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we go, we go, and they lock us in this room, and we take still knocks, and it gets a bit weird, but not that weird. Like a bit of wrestling, a um, few prank calls. It could have got boy way stuff. worse. Yeah, and this, boy, this is a story shit. that's never actually got out there, but it's pretty funny. So, I'll give you the exclusive. It could have got way worse. So we're in, uh, we're in one of the other boys' rooms, 
And one of the boys goes, Oi, let's go out. Let's go clubbing. Oh. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. So we, the guy who's rumor in, we go through his luggage and we get like fully dressed up and we're like, yeah, we're going clubbing. And then at one point someone goes, no, 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 that's a bad idea. And then f- everyone must have forgotten about it. I woke up the next day in, the, in that other guy's clothes. So we were ready to go. <laughs> if we hit the nightclubs in Manchester, full to the brim on still knocks, then it could have got like, oh, real heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, you think about it. It was six, six guys locked in a room. Uh, I was in bed that night by, uh, I assume, around midnight. Woke up the next day, trained. And I was like, yep, that was mad. I'm one of the boys now. They've basically initiated me mm. into the team. Probably so never a, a beat up. Yeah, never hear about it again, right? So I get back to Australia after the Olympics and I'm getting pumped for not winning gold. Like absolutely pumped. I'm like, whoa, this is hectic. It took you have a to point like stay where, inside your house. Yeah, there was going. a point there where I was feeling like really self-conscious and I was like, I don't feel very comfortable going outside because um, like I know people are judging me and... Anyway, I go home for Christmas and I'm like, yeah, I've like sailed the course, I've roughed it out and I'm good. And then I go to this training camp in Caloundra and uh, at the time, me and the other boys in the squad were pretty into PlayStation. We were playing Call of Duty Black Ops at the time Mm. online, training in the morning, pumping cod, training at night. We train that morning, we're pumping cod and my manager rings me and he's like, mate, I I don't know what it is, but there's a massive story about to break about you. Can you tell me what you've done? And I'm like what there's a massive story he's like mate i don't know what it is i've just had a tip off from a journalist this is going to be the biggest news story in the country and i'm like whoa (laughs) and and he's like what have you done and i'm like shit and i'm like thinking out back over my nights out and i was like i do not know like i cannot pinpoint it and he's like mate i'm warning you now like saddle up something big is coming and i'm like oh shit and i'm up in caloundra so i'm away from my support network like my manager's back here got no family or anything with me we go and train that afternoon and as we're swimming all these massive vans start pulling up outside the pool with the massive towers on them that shows live broadcast and i'm like oh god like and what? you still you don't got, even know i don't know that it's a still not thing because in my head it's nothing yeah like i've kind of put that to the side the next day and never thought about it again mm. and I, I i don't know what it is and uh by the time we finish training they've obviously come from brisbane gold coast everywhere up to the sunshine coast there's just media everywhere just standing outside the pool but i remember my coach like hustling me through this scrum and media to get to the car like those feral reporters that chase you along to the car like sticking yeah, yeah, the mic yeah, in your yeah, face yeah. Yeah. and they start saying like still knocks like you know you disrupted the team did you do this did you do that and I'm like trying to like kind of understand what's happening but at the same time like get the hell out of there yeah we drive back to the hotel and my manager rings me he's like mate you're gonna have to come back to Sydney like we gotta we gotta deal with this and I'm like what and he's like you got to tell me everything. Like, what did you guys do? Like, they're saying basically you disrupted the whole Australian swim team, um, all this stuff. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't. And then they're going, you're out drinking on Still Knox, Red Bull, didn't care about your results, partying before oh, the Olympics. Jesus I'm like, Christ. man, this is not what happened at all. And does then, that do uh, your head in where you're like oh it this does just- my head in to this like to this day like when someone asks about it because in their head they've like they're, this was this hectic thing that the boys got up to and they I'd think it must be any, this yeah. big crazy story and it's pretty boring really yeah 
And so again, no one else in the swim team didn't have anything to do with anyone else in the swim nah, team? No, like a couple of prank calls right, prank, to rooms yeah, yeah, right. at like 9pm. Okay. You listen to All Talk on SEN, we're Hello Sport, and we're talking to the missile, James Magnuson. This, it's considerably more boring than I thought. I thought it was the night before the event. I know. There's so many different stories. And, uh, it's two weeks out from the goddamn Three. Olympic. Three weeks yeah. out. Yeah. And the, the way it panned out was, again, because I was the name at the time, they're like, boom. Magnuson did it. And I sat through, like, they put us out in a press conference. Like, they, I don't know if you remember it. They sat us up, all six of us, live on this press conference mm. and broadcast it live on TV where the media just went nuts asking us, like, all this stuff. And they were actually calling that. This was pre-Stephen Dank. They were saying, this is the darkest day in Australian sport. And I was like, The darkest the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, because it's still knocks, it's a prescription drug, people start saying, like, drug cheat, stuff like that. It just got oh, real weird. God. And the hardest thing is, like, so I sat there quiet through all of it, right, and just mm. took my medicine. At any given point, I could have come out and said, yeah, the older boys in the team like gave me, I'd never heard of Still Knox before, but I was like, that's not how I've been raised. I was like, I've got to cop this. Yep. And because I was the Don't name, because I was the name, they sent it in on me. And the older guys who suggested it, who gave us the stuff, sat there quietly as I just got like pumped in this really? press conference. And Do you was, resent them for that? At the time, I didn't even think about it. It wasn't until uh, some stuff happened on the swim team later on and younger boys in the team were getting in a bit of trouble and stuff. And I was like, as one of the older guys on the team, you, you not a mentor, but you're like, hey, boys, like, this is how you can cope with it. This is what you can do. And I looked, I looked back on that moment for earlier in my career and I was like, poor, like some of those guys, I thought they were my mates. They kind of left me to hang to, to hang out and dry there. Completely dogged you. And so that was a bit that was a bit rough. But the the hardest thing, right, is going like seeing your, your grandparents or something after that, and they're like, "Oh, we read this article in the paper that you're a drug cheater, you've been abusing drugs or something like that." And you're like, "Oh, couldn't be any further from the truth. Yeah. And that's not who I am or what I'm about." But how do you explain that to your grandparents? And you just feel like mm. kind of like you've let people down. Mm. That was the main feeling. I was like, "Oh, I really feel like I've let my family down." by having done this. But now I look back on it in the grand scheme of things, I'm like, that was nothing. Like, why do I feel, like, why did I feel ashamed of that at the time? That's nothing. Mm. I was just trying to fit in and be one of the boys. So it's literally nothing. Like it's nothing. such a non-event. It's yeah. such a non-event. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. what's frustrating is that part of you believes this too, that the journos writing all those articles and like, you know, smashing into the earth, at the fundamental level, they probably go, well, this, there's nothing to this. But oh, yeah, of course. That, what is that? Yeah, that yeah, 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 but we've got to make this something to... to and then, oh, still not, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, I got up to far worse last night, but... Yeah, and for whatever part. reason, we hold swimmers to a different standard. Like, if that's rugby league, who cares? We don't <laughs> write about it. Like, hold my beer. Yeah, but swimming, they're like, all right, these guys are role models. Like these guys are held to a different standard, so they 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 go real hard. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter, or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.